episode 18 of Welcome to Primetime. Um, so I know that it's been ages since our last episode and uh, keep saying, hey, either we're going to try to make this a weekly thing, we're going to try to be more consistent with episodes. And um, there's numerous reasons for why it's been a long time since our last episode. Um, so in between the time from our last episode to this one, uh, it's been Christmas, it's been New Year, uh, we have moved to a new place. Um, additionally, we also have been doing a lot of wedding planning and things like that. Um, so it's it's been kind of crazy for the past month or so, and we really just haven't had time um, to do a new episode. Um, however, I was talking to Holly yesterday, and I really do want to be better and consistent because I have a great time recording these episodes and just talking about new things that we've seen, new stuff that um, I've gotten in um, on home video, you know, Blu-ray, things like that, as well as talking about things that we've seen at the theater. Um, it's, it's a really fun thing. I love this little project that we've started and there will continue to be new episodes. However, I think that it might be best for us to say it's going to be like a once a month kind of thing until at least after our wedding, uh, which is in late March, um, just because there's so much going on. And, um, and then hopefully after that, we'll have some more free time. Um, and we'll be able to do episodes on a more consistent basis, maybe uh, weekly or bi-weekly. Um, but for the time being, you can expect a new episode at least once a month. Um, like I said, hopefully more, but you're, you know, we want to at least guarantee that one episode per month. Um, so with all that being said, kind of have like a new dedicated um, space for recording and hopefully the audio quality is better. Um, and kind of more insulated we're in uh, i was in a studio apartment before and the walls were very thin and um this you know this we're in a two bed two bath now and um so really cool like in the new place and everything and hopefully um the environment is also better for uh recording as far as sound quality and things like that go kind of have like a dedicated space for that now um so anyway it's a long intro i just wanted to give you guys a heads up it's why the delay in episodes has been happening and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, um, it's just me right now. Um, so I'm going to just kind of run through some things that I've gotten over the past few weeks, month, month and a half, thing like that, or things like that, excuse me. Um, not going to talk about anything that we've seen theatrically right now. I'm going to wait for Holly for that. Um, so <clears throat> I have my pile of new Blu-rays here uh, with me, and I'm just going to kind of run through them. Um, this is just like a quick summary of what I've gotten. Uh, some of this I've seen, some I haven't. And if I've seen it, I'll kind of just talk about it briefly. Um, so this first disc I have here is uh, Severin's version of Shocking Dark. Um, actually, I think this is the only Blu-ray uh, of Shocking Dark that exists. Uh, and this is a Bruno Mattei film, um, which he does a lot of uh, sort of Italian rip kind of things uh so this is supposed to be like a uh, hodgepodge of like terminator 2 and like alien or aliens and um so actually yeah, on the back it says uh this rip off of alien and terminator a team of marines a tough female civilian and orphan girl battle monsters beneath the venice canals while being chased by an indestructible killer cyborg have we mentioned the overall dialogue over the top performances and ultimate wtf twist ending um 
So it's one of those kind of very cheesy uh, rip films. And it's, it's, I was watching it. Um, I haven't actually made it through the whole thing because I started really late one night. And uh, it's very entertaining. It's very goofy. And it's just a crazy mashup. And now you can watch it uh, in HD because we all need a Blu-ray copy of Shocking Dark. Um, but yeah, I ended up picking this up from Severin's Black Friday sale um, for like 11 bucks. I think you can get it on Amazon for like 20 or 22 somewhere around there. Um, if you're into like Italian horror ripoff movies, um, very like just insane over the top performances and just a crazy kind of deranged movie. Um, it's worth your money and your time. If not, then I would say maybe just steer clear of this one. Um, but anyway, this is a shocking dark out now from Severin Films. So I'll put that off to the side. Um, I actually have like a nice little stack here that I've gotten. Uh, Amazon was also doing a buy to get the third one free deal on some Blu-rays. They had a big sale guy. It wasn't just Blu-rays. It was vinyl and books and all kinds of stuff. But of course, I took advantage of the, the Blu-ray sale. So I actually ended up getting, I ordered, I placed two separate orders. Um, I ordered Road Games, um, Scream Factory Collector's Edition, uh, the Rawhead Rex Kino Lorber uh, disc. And I also ordered um, Fright Night and um, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. And I know that's four. I threw in Rawhead Rex as kind of like a bonus. Um, but anyway, I got all I got those for the um and I'm gonna go through them kind of one by one. The Road Games uh Blu-ray, like I said, is a Screen Factory Collector's Edition. Um this has a um plethora of special features on here. Just to read you a few of them. Um it's got a new interview with actor Stacy Keach, new commentary with cinematographer Vincent Monton, uh production coordinator Helen Watts, costume designer Aphrodite Condos. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying that name right. Uh, there's a new 1980 script read, um, an interview with composer Brian May, um, all kinds of stuff, audio commentaries, great stuff. Um, if you've never seen Road Games, just to read the back of it, uh, Stacy Keach is Pat Quid, a lone trucker who plays games to keep his sanity on long hauls through the desolate Australian outback. Jamie Lee Curtis is a free-spirited hitchhiker looking for excitement with a game of her own. Somewhere up ahead is a maniac in a van whose game may be butchering young women along the highway. But when the killer decides to raise the stakes, Quid's game becomes personal and the rules of this road are about to take some very deadly turns. Director Richard Franklin of Psycho 2 packs plenty of Hitchcock-like twists and suspense into the sly shocker that was nominated for four Australian Film Institute Awards and remains one of the most surprising thrillers of the 80s. So that is Road Games, um, out now from Scream Factory. I actually haven't watched this uh, one yet, so I can't give like a rating. Um, although, I th <clears throat> excuse me, I think it's interesting. It sounds like a pretty uh, dark movie, and it's only rated PG, so um, that kind of caught me uh, a little off guard. But yeah, so I'm going to check that one out later, and these reviews will follow in a separate episode of things that I have not seen. Um, so next up, like I said, Rawhead Rex Kino Lorber edition. Um, that's a brand new 4K restoration from the original camera negative, and this is um, the screenplay is uh, by Clive Barker. And a little interesting piece of trivia I thought is that Clive Barker actually hates this. Uh, he lists this as like one of his least favorite films he's ever done. Um, but it's got a lot of special features on here. Sometimes Kino Disc can be kind of hit or miss with uh, special features. They might have just one thing. Some have none. 
Um, but this one has like a, a pretty good bit. It's got um, audio commentary with the director, uh, moderated by author Stephen Thrower, um, some interviews with uh, actors, interview with special effects and makeup crew members, uh, interview with cameraman uh, Sean Corcoran, and several other interviews. It's got the original um, theatrical trailer. Um, but if you haven't seen this movie, again, just to read the back of the box, uh, Rawhead Rex is a demon alive for a millennia, trapped in the depths of hell and waiting for release. He is held by an ancient seal in prison for centuries in a barren field near the hamlet of Rathmore, Ireland. In time, this gruesome legacy has been forgotten, dismissed as an odd pre-Christian myth, until Tom Guerin decides to plow the field his ancestors knew better than to disturb. The seal is broken, and an, and an unspeakable evil is unleashed on a rampage of blood and lust. Um, so that's Rawhead Rex. I got this for like 12 bucks on Amazon, I think it was on sale for. Um, so moving along uh, is a Warner Archive disc. Uh, this is Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. It's the original 1973. This is a made-for-TV movie, and it was actually really, really good. So me and Holly watched this the other night, and... Um, for a 1973 made-for-TV movie, it actually was extremely entertaining. It's a really, really quick movie. It's like 74 minutes. Um, and it's basically about this um, couple that moves into this new house. Um, they inherit it. And it's this giant mansion. And um, there's this sort of um, bricked-up fireplace. And she wants to open it all up and everything and have like this sort of office and things like that. And there's a guy that's working on the house there and he's like, no, leave that, leave that alone. Leave it bricked up. It's bricked up for a reason. And of course she can't leave well enough alone. And she opens the fire place and these, she uh, unleashes these little locked up uh, demons. If you've seen the 2010 remake, um, it's, this is the original film that that movie was uh, a remake of, uh, that I believe Guillermo del Toro, um, was a producer on that one, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, um, this is really good. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. And some of the effects are dated because, you know, it's a made-for-TV movie in the 70s. But it's really, really good. Um, this is a Warner Archive uh, disc, like I said. Uh, it has a couple of special features. Uh, it's got a new audio commentary with Amanda Ray's um, audio commentary with Steve Barton and screenwriter Jerry Reddick and Sean Abley, or Avery. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, of uh, Fangoria. So that was one of the ones that I got in the buy two, get three, or buy two, get the third free deal. Um, next up, we've talked about on the show before, is a, is a Kino disc of The Spiral Staircase. And we rented this from Videodrome here in Atlanta. And um, liked it so much that I really just, I was like, oh, I should buy this one. And this was actually one of the ones that was on, um, part of the uh, buy two, get the third free deal. And um, this one is a um, 4K scan of uh, the original camera negative and says uh, on the box, one of the all-time great Hollywood chillers. And this one is basically about a murderer who targets uh, disabled young women. So um, the main character, I believe, it's been a while since I've watched it. Uh, I believe she's a mute. And um, so basically this guy targets these women with afflictions and um, yeah, so the mute servant in the gothic mansion is terrified she's next. Mrs. Warren, the invalid, bullying mistress of the house, warns Helen to leave at once rather than rely on her weak son and stepson for protection. But even as Helen is packing her things, she suspects she may be too late and the murderer is closer than she ever imagined. 
Um, it's actually, so this is from 1946 and it was actually like pretty creepy. It had some, some pretty, uh, intense moments in it. And, um, one cool feature that is on the Kino disc is that it comes with a screen director's playhouse radio broadcast of the spiral staircase, uh, with Dorothy McGuire, who, um, is one of the main characters. She, um, she plays Helen. And so thought that was kind of an interesting feature. There's also an audio commentary with film historians and um, the theatrical trailer. And um, that is out from Kino Lorber. Um, and I also grabbed two uh, Fritz, Fritz Lang movies. Um, the new um, release of House by the River, uh, which I'm very excited to watch. And I also got The Woman in the Window. Those are both Kino Lorber discs as well. They're part of the deal. Um, so quickly to read House by the River, uh, it's a brand new 2K master and this says exiled to Republic Pictures, Fritz Lang created House by the River, a shocking and mordant low budget thriller like fellow cinema giants Orson Welles and John Ford. Lang enjoyed a freedom at Republic that allowed him to make a truly unique personal film. Um, some special features on here, audio commentary from film historian Alexandra Heller Nicholas, interview with celebrated producer and historian Pierre Rip recent and includes trailers uh, this actually just came out i think on january the 20th so just like 11 days ago 10 days ago something like that um, but yeah this is house by the river uh directed by fritz lang from 1950 um i've yet to watch that one but i'm sure we'll be doing that soon and a review will follow so the uh, the next fritz lang uh movie that i had uh that i or that i had gotten as part of the sale is the uh, woman in the window and this is newly mastered in hd richard wanley is no criminal or at least he wasn't until he met the woman in the window with his wife and kids out of town the chaste professor engages in an innocent flirtation with a chance acquaintance and inadvertently commits a shocking and unspeakable crime but that's just the beginning of his problems for as the cunning da one of wanley's dearest friends gets closer and closer to identifying the killer Wanley finds he's more and more willing to resort to desperate measures to avoid being caught. Masterfully directed by the legendary Fritz Lang, The Woman in the Window is a suspenseful, gripping thriller with the logic and plausibility of a nightmare, co-starring Dan Duryea of Storm Fear, which is another Kino disc that I have as well. Um, I haven't watched that one yet, or I don't think I have at least, but um, anyway, I got it as part of the film noir box set, Storm Fear. Um, but this one um, is... Also, um, part of, if you, I don't think the sale is still going on on Amazon, but you can check and see if it is. It'll tell you at the bottom, this is part of the buy two, get the third free, um, promo or sale or whatever it is going on. Uh, so that's woman in the window. Both of those, uh, woman in the window and house by the river are Fritz Lang directed films. Um, the both are Kino releases. Um, all right. So rolling along, that's a big stack. I've gotten a lot since the last episode. Um, Vi. Uh, from Severn Films. So this is one that I've been wanting to watch. Um, so I don't know if any of you guys have Shutter or not, but for some reason, Amazon Prime, um, ha they have their channels and stuff on the Prime Video app, and they have Shutter, but it it's different content than if you're, then you subscribe directly through Shutter and have the Shutter app. Um, they have the same things on there, but you can't watch things that air live, like Joe Bob Briggs um, specials. And there's kind of like a delay in certain things. And this is a movie that I've been wanting to watch. I heard really good things about it. And I wasn't actually able to 
um, find it on there because I had subscribed through um, Prime. So anyway, long story short, I canceled the um, shutter through Amazon and subscribed directly through the app. And so I just um, broadcast it to my TV from the app on my phone. Um, anyway, this is a movie that I've been wanting to watch um, that was on Shutter. And uh, anyway, I ended up buying the disc anyway, just because you never know when stuff on streaming is going to go off and come back on, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, so this is a, like I said, Severn Films release. Um, it says remastered in HD for the first time ever, based on the classic novella and previously adapted by Mario Bava as Black Sunday, which is a great film if you haven't seen it. Uh, the first horror film ever produced in the Soviet Union and the Soviet Union remains genuinely frightening, uh, a visual grab bag of terror, and one of the best horror films of all time. In 19th century Russia, a seminary student is forced to spend three nights with the corpse of a beautiful young witch, but when she rises from the dead to seduce him, it will summon a nightmare of fear, desire, and the ultimate demonic mayhem, bursting with startling imagery and stunning practical effects. This overlooked classic has influenced generations of directors more than half a for more than half a century and is still unlike any horror movie you've ever seen. Um, special features include Vi the Vampire, an interview with Richard Stanley, From the Woods to the Cosmos, um, John Lehman Riley on the history of Soviet fantasy and sci-fi, also a short silent films. Um, there's looks like there's two of them on here and a trailer. Uh, so this one clocks in at 77 minutes. It's from 1967. I actually heard this is a family-friendly movie. I don't know if that is um, true or not. It doesn't sound like it is, but... Uh, yeah, it's one I've been wanting to check out for a while. Um, apparently, it's only rated PG, um, unless I'm deeply misunderstanding that. But uh, yeah, the artwork on here is really cool. I ended up getting this from Amazon for like a really good price. Uh, it was actually out of print for a while. At least the slipcover version was. And uh, they recently repressed it back in uh, December of last year, of 2019. So I picked it up as soon as I saw it on sale on Amazon because uh, I missed out the first time. And we are rolling through this stack. We've got uh, five left. So next thing is the uh, 4K version of Joker, um, starring Joaquin Phoenix. And I was uh, looking forward to seeing this in the theater. It didn't make it to, to see it in the theater, uh, but I just recently watched it um, with my sister and Holly. And my sister had seen it before me and Holly had not. And I really, really, really like this movie. Um, it was just like a descent into madness. Um, and I wish that they would make DC films like this uh, more often instead of uh, like the Birds of Prey thing, trailer, whatever that we have coming out. Um, yeah, so anyway, Joker was uh, just really, really great and directed by Todd Phillips, um, who if you keep up with directors, you'll know he directed The Hangover, which uh, this is very different, but... Uh, really good all of them so like i said starring joaquin phoenix also uh, robert de niro um so if somehow you're not aware of what joker is about um failed comedian arthur fleck encounters violent thugs while wandering the streets of gotham city dressed as a clown disregarded by society fleck begins a slow descent into madness as he transforms into the criminal mastermind known as joker in director todd phillips thrilling origin story um the 4k version on, I think probably the Blu-ray as well, contains uh, some special features. The making of, behind-the-scenes look at the creation of the film, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, alternate takes, costume tests, and more. I was actually watching his alternate takes and just how different he uh, Joaquin would portray uh, the Joker in, or Arthur Fleck. I mean, just these different takes and how just subtle moves and nuances that he would do would totally change the, the scene 
Um, just really interesting to watch and get a kind of behind the scenes take and uh, some. So the the violence in this movie uh, was something that was kind of debated, or I know that it was in the press for a while and saying that it was overly violent and things like that. I didn't think it was overly violent, um, or I think they said that it was like glorifying violence or something like that. And that's not at all what I got from this movie. Um, but when the violence does happen, it's pretty shocking, and I think that is with like you know, it's intended to be like that because it's just showing you it's not justifying saying oh he can go off and do whatever he wants because he's been mistreated by society it's saying like this is what happens when people are mistreated by society it's not saying it's okay it's saying like you know it's kind of a it's a social commentary and i think it's more relevant now than ever um so joker joaquin phoenix robert de niro directed by todd phillips if you have a chance to see it if you haven't i highly recommend it So four left um, in this little, well, not so little, I guess, stack. Um, next up is The Lighthouse, directed by Robert Eggers, um, uh, who directed The Witch. If you, uh, if you like The Witch, I can't say like, oh, you definitely will like The Lighthouse because it's, it's very different. Um, it, but it's still, it's, it's very, um, I don't really, I, hallucinatory is the best way I can describe it. And um, it's actually the back of the box says uh, hypnotic and haunting. The lighthouse will sleep, will seep into your bones. Excuse me. Uh, that's Peter Travers review on uh, Rolling Stone. Um, so from Robert Eggers, the visionary filmmaker behind the modern horror masterpiece, The Witch, comes this hypnotic and hallucinatory tale of two lighthouse keepers, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson, on a remote and mysterious New England island in the 1890s. As an approaching storm threatens to sweep them from rock to rock, um, or from the rock, sorry, I'm making a lot of mistakes in this episode, uh, and strange apparitions emerge from the fog, each man begins to suspect that the other has become dangerously unmoored. Um, special features on this include a dar- uh, The Lighthouse, A Dark and Stormy Tale, audio commentary with co-writer and director Robert Eggers, and deleted scenes. Uh, this is out from A24. Um, this is a really interesting um, aspect ratio as well. It's a 16-9 uh, the pillar box presentation um it's it's very interesting it's it's all black and white and i'm really really um just kind of like floored by a24 just continually uh, continuing to take risks on these on these films that come out and i think it's really cool that this movie um got a wide release like it did i think that's just like the coolest thing and um whether you like it or not I think it's cool and important that we keep having these really, really just like huge swing films coming out and um, that they're being released widely in the theater. Uh, I think that's super cool um, because if people want to see different, unique and original stories, you have to go out and support them. I think it's really cool that, uh, you know, it's put out in, in a wide release so that people can do that. Um, so yeah, it's really, really good. It's very just, trippy and hallucinatory and you don't really know what's going on but it was extremely entertaining it's actually really funny in parts as well um i laughed out loud several times and so it's really good so if you haven't had a chance to see it um i highly recommend it i think you can actually get the blu-ray for like 15 bucks um so well worth it all right next up is the arrow video release of edge of the axe um the tagline is there's nothing silent about nights in Paddock County. And so this is one that I was actually not, I had no intention of getting. 
but I keep seeing it all over Instagram and Facebook and um, on the Shockwaves group. If you're listening to Shockwaves uh, podcast, there's a group on Facebook and I just like, I keep seeing all this great stuff about it. And so I ordered it Wednesday and I actually just got it today. Um, so this one says, um, from cult Spanish filmmaker, Jose Loraz, um, comes this long neglected late eighties slasher classic, finally unleashed on Blu-ray for the first time ever. The rural community of Paddock County is being rocked by the crazed exploits of an axe wielding psychopath who stalks the night in a black trench coat and mask. As the victims pile up, the authorities attempt to keep a lid on the situation, whilst computer whiz kid Gerald and girlfriend Lillian seek to unmask the killer before the town population reaches zero. Uh, nominally set in Northern California, but shot primarily in Madrid, giving the film an off-kilter, transatlantic atmosphere akin to the likes of Pieces, Edge of the Axe, is a late-entry hack-and-slash masterpiece from one of the titans of Spanish terror. Um, but I've heard it's just a very like funny and kind of goofy um slasher and i one thing that stuck out to me in the reviews is that people were saying that especially for a slasher the acting is like really good and they don't go with any of the usual 80s slasher tropes and that it's actually quite um just entertaining and and really good so um yeah i'm interested to check that out i plan on watching it later today along with uh one of my most anticipated movies uh, of the year i've been really looking forward to seeing this is uh parasite and I'm sure everybody's heard about Parasite and all the Oscars and awards that it's been uh, been up for and nominated for and everything. So um, just to uh, keep with um, the flow, um, reading the back of the box, uh, Meet the Park Family, uh, a, the picture of aspirational wealth and the Kim family, rich in the street smarts, but not much else. Be it chance or fate, these two houses are brought together and the Kim sense a golden opportunity. Masterminded by a college-age Kiwu, the Kim children expediently install themselves as tutor and art therapist to the parks. Soon, a symbiotic relationship forms between the two families. The Kims provide indispensable luxury services, while the parks obviously bankroll the, their entire household. When a parasitic interloper threatens the Kim's newfound comfort, a savage underhanded battle for dominance breaks out, threatening to destroy the fragile ecosystem between the Kim's and the parks. So, yeah, I'm very interested to check this out. Um, yeah, really, really been looking forward to it, and I uh, ordered it. So I went to Target the other day, actually, to try to find this one, and uh, it said it was in stock, got there, couldn't find it anywhere. And um, so I found it at a Best Buy nearby, and I did the um, in-store pickup and went and grabbed that. So super excited to to uh, check that one out. <clears throat> and last, but certainly not least, is a uh, Blu-ray release of Fright Night. And um, it's I, so I owned the I don't know if it was the Twilight Time one or not, but um, I owned it for a while, and I think I, I don't remember sold it when I moved or something like that. And anyway, Fright Night is one of my absolute favorite vampire movies. Um, so I had to pick this up again on um, on Blu-ray. It's uh, written and directed by Tom Holland, who's done all kinds of great stuff. Uh, so if you haven't seen uh, Fright Night, meet Jerry Dandridge. He's sweet, sexy, and he likes to sleep in late. You might think he's the perfect neighbor, but before inviting Jerry in for a nightcap, there's just one thing you should know. Jerry prefers his drinks warm, red, and straight from the jugular. It's Fright Night, a horrific howl starring Chris Sarandon as the seductive vampire, William Ragsdale as the frantic teenager struggling to keep Jerry's deadly fangs out of his neck. Only 17-year-old Charlie Brewster knows Jerry's blood-curdling secret. When Charlie can't get anybody to believe him, he turns to TV horror host Peter Vincent, played by Roddy McDowell, who used to be one of the great vampire killers of the movies. 
can these mortals save Charlie and his sweetheart Amy from the from the wrathful bloodsuckers to the embrace? If you love being scared, Fright Night will give you the nightmare of your life. So, super, super fun. Uh, if you haven't seen Fright Night, I can't recommend it enough. It's, I absolutely love it. It's got a great cast. Um, Peter Vincent, played by Roddy McDowell, is like absolutely one of my all-time favorite movie characters. So good. Um, but it's 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 got some it's blood and it's got scary moments it's also got a lot of comedy a lot of heart um and then some very cheesy moments but it's mostly just really really good and super entertaining um so if you haven't seen it highly highly recommend it one of my all-time favorite vampire films actually one of my all-time favorite films in general um so yeah that is pretty much everything i had to go through um today and like i said when we have some time to sit down and watch these movies together, me and Holly. We will uh, be back with reviews. We actually did go and see 1917 finally the other night. Um, we went, me and Holly, my sister Alyssa went and had a great time. Love, love, love that movie. Um, and so super excited to see how it performs at the, uh, the Oscars and everything. I hope it, hope it wins lots of awards. Um, so as far as everything that's been nominated for Oscars, uh, for, or at least for Best Picture, I think I've seen everything uh, except for Parasite, um, maybe one other one. But we went and watched um, Little Women the other night. Really enjoyed that. Um, Joker, like I said, was really good. And 1917 was good. I can't remember everything that's been nominated for Best Picture, but I've seen a good chunk of them. Um, I think the only – no, Ford versus Ferrari, I haven't seen that. And there might be like one or two others I haven't seen. Um, but, yeah, seen a good chunk of the uh, – the, best picture noms because i was actually looking um amc sent me a thing where they have the uh the all the best picture nominees and you can go watch all of them in like a, a two-week marathon you go in on a saturday and they play half and then the other half are on the following saturday but i had seen most of them so i decided to not do it um there's lots of good stuff coming up soon though um really interested to see uh gretel and hansel uh there's one coming out soon in february i think called the lodge uh, also, we got A Quiet Place 2. Um, there's this crazy Nicolas Cage movie out now that I really want to see called Color Out of Space. And um, debating on going to see it. It's playing at the Plaza Theater nearby. and uh, But it also comes out on Blu-ray on uh, like February 25th. Um, speaking of Blu-ray releases, there's a lot of new uh, stuff coming up pretty soon um, that I have on pre-order. There's uh, uh, My Bloody Valentine, the original Scream Factory, is uh, doing a transfer of that. That comes out February 11th. Um, like I said, Color Out of Space is coming out soon. Knives Out will be released on the 25th of February as well, which was great. Um, lots of lots of good Blu-ray releases. I'm looking forward to seeing Uncut Gems as well. Um, that'll be released, I think, on March the 10th. And um, there's also um, a Criterion version coming out of um, the Grand Budapest Hotel. And... Escape from L.A. Scream Factory Collector's Edition is coming out in April um, as well. So lots of good stuff coming out soon. Um, but yeah, I kind of went off on a little tangent there about the new stuff coming out. But um, like I said, we're going to try to do um, one episode per month at least. Um, since I'm doing this one by myself, I won't, you know, I don't think we're going to count it as our, you know, one episode to, like together because obviously not together. Um, so we'll be doing one together soon just talking about and reviewing some movies that we've seen recently because there's so much stuff we've watched since the last time we did an episode together uh, so anyway thanks for tuning in thanks for sticking with us thanks for being patient um, as we go through this really busy 
uh, season. It's been a lot. It's been a lot of fun though, and I hope it continues to uh, to be fun and not stressful as far as planning the wedding and everything like that. I got most of the planning done, so um, yeah, just counting down the days. I think we're under like sixty days now. It's like fifty eight or fifty nine days, something like that. So come, it's coming up really quick. Uh, but yeah, anyway, like I said, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye for now.